Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is October 9th, and we're coming to you live from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Ryu Tokyo, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey, guys, welcome back. So, I think you guys remember that we discussed、uh, Minister Kono is eager to stop the use of Hanko stamps and paperwork in the administrative works last week. But, Julian, did you see the news after that?、Uh, about Suga? No, I mean, like, Mr. Kono. He's、oh, the、no. Minister of Administrative Reform.、Mm. And he basically announced that, you know, he's going to abolish the use of all the paperwork and、oh, I mean, okay. abolish the use of Hankos and paperwork.、Right? Yeah, I saw the news, but it was more linked to Suga. It was saying, like, Suga. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Prime Minister Suga also kind of like、uh, displayed his、uh, endorsement、mm. for such an initiative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was also the news. But、uh, at the same time, I found something interesting. Right. So,、uh, Yamanashi Prefecture is one of the biggest like, Hanko producing regions in Japan.、Mm. They expressed the official like, objection、sure. towards the abolition of Hankos. You know, as, as you can kind of like imagine why.、Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what's funny is that、um, they stated that people working in the Hanko industry are deeply hurt by the minister's comments.、Mm. Hankos are indeed still extremely effective in confirming one's identification and intention. <laughs> so, well, like, I, I feel sorry about the you know, former part of their claim,、sure. you know, which must be true.、Mm. You know, they must be like hurt. But for the latter half, sure. you know, like, <laughs> extremely effective? I doubt so. Yeah, I mean, it's much easier to steal someone's Hanko than it is to forge someone's signature, for example, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But still, you know, there's always a chance that they'll be stolen, as you、mm. say. And also,、um, like, efficient, you know, it's not efficient, right?、Mm. You need to carry them everywhere you go.、Mm. If you always want to be ready for any, like, administrative, like, paperwork.、Mm. So, you know, I, I, I sometimes don't, of course,、mm. which is a hassle, you know? Sure, yeah. They're small enough to carry, but. It's, you have to remember to take it with you, right? That's the annoying part. Yeah, yeah, that's the annoying part.、Mm. Exactly. And if it can be digitized, you know,、uh, of course, digital theft is another、uh, issue right now.、Mm. But I think that should be the direction we're heading to. So, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the following big news stories Japan to allow international tourists to enter the country from April 2021. JR unveils a new special rail pass targeted towards international residents. A Japanese entrepreneur forces a local business to shut down after not wearing a mask. And a glitch in a restaurant system allows customers to order items for just 10 yen. With visa holding foreign residents recently being allowed to return, Japan is now looking at how to open its borders to international tourists. The government is aiming to have a corona countermeasure in place for tourists by January of next year. After preparation is completed, The government has tentatively said that tourists will be allowed in from April 2021. Upon entering Japan, all tourists will be required to test for COVID 19. If the results are negative, tourists must submit a follow up self report 14 days later from a health management app. There will be no mandatory self isolation required. However, downloading the app will be a requirement for all incoming tourists, and it is necessary for obtaining a pre departure certificate that proves they are coronavirus negative. <laughs> 
Those that do test positive for corona will be required to immediately take out private health insurance. In order to handle incoming visitors, a separate healthcare centre is also planned to be constructed in order to ease the burden on the Japanese healthcare system. It will likely be placed in Tokyo as many incoming tourists will be related to the Olympics. As of now, the Olympics are slated to begin from July 23rd, regardless of the pandemic situation. So, yeah, the, the gaijin are coming back, Yasu, <laughs> uh, in April,、uh, allegedly.、Mm. This is still not confirmed, like, accurate date, right? It's just more of like a target. Yeah, it's a target for, for the government.、Mm. Um, But yeah, I think this is quite reasonable.、Mm. You know,、uh, next April, which is about six months from now, sounds realistic to me. I think so, yeah. We probably still won't be in the state of like having a vaccine. We might、mm. be close to it, but probably、mm. won't have a vaccine by then. But, you know, this app seems like a good idea. Yeah, I thought、um, so. And, you know, making sure people are tested before they get on their flights and、mm. all that kind of stuff. It just seems like the most sensible way to go about it. Right.、Yeah. I agree.、Mm. I'm just afraid some people either don't use the app、mm. or can't use it because、uh, they don't have an internet connection in Japan. Sure. I mean, I imagine like most people do, but I always hear from some people that,、uh, you know, the access to like free Wi Fi in Japan is pretty bad.、Mm, it's not the best, but I mean, You can just stand outside of a McDonald's or a Starbucks. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I thought. You, just don't,、yeah. you don't even need to go in, right? <laughs> just But, you know, like if they are staying in Japan for a week or two、mm. weeks and they're going to like Mount Fuji, where, you know, it's really hard to get the internet connection, I imagine. Well, yeah, I don't think they have Wi Fi at Fuji、mm, on, the, on, the, right. on the peak. Yeah. So if they are spending. <laughs> They're spending like、uh, two days. Like, how, how long does it take to, to climb Mount Fuji? Because I think、uh, as can, a Japanese, like, I, I've never climbed Mount Fuji before. I've never climbed it. I really want to, actually.、Uh, it was closed this year, wasn't it? Actually. Yeah, it was. Closed because of Corona. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I might have a go at it next year. But from what I'm aware, you can climb it in a day, up and down. But what most、mm. people do is that they'll start climbing middle of the day. One day, right?、Mm. They'll get very near the top and they have these like cabins you can sleep in.、Mm. So they'll, they'll sleep for a you know, few hours and then wake up at maybe like three in the morning and then do the rest of the journey to the, the summit.、Mm. And then, so by the time you get there, it's just before sunrise. Yeah. Because I think、yeah. that's usually the biggest、um, attraction for that is to see sunrise from. Yeah, that's, that's my understanding.、Mm. Yeah. But,、uh, But you know, yeah. Mount Fuji is just an example. Sure,、right? of course.、Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to a countryside where、yeah. there is no good, like, stable internet access, yeah, yeah, I think some people won't be able to report.、Mm. Then, yeah, I wonder, like, wh- what happens and, you know, what are the possible, like, countermeasures for those scenarios, you know? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. On, on the flip side of that, I don't think there's any, like, Ryokan or hotel. That doesn't have free Wi Fi, even if it's like it sucks, right? Because、mm. the app, it's not like the app is like streaming a video or something. It's、mm. just like you log the information、sure. and then it sends. So I would think for like 99% of people,、mm. it's not going to be a massive problem. Maybe what a lot of people are thinking is like, you know, maybe like older people would struggle to use the app,、mm. or, you know, maybe they, you know, don't have a phone or for whatever reason. I'm actually more concerned about younger people,、mm. you know, like these kind of fresh out of university, 20 something year old people. You know, they're just going to go out and spend a week in Lapongi going to clubs and stuff.、Mm. 
those are the kinds of people that are going to forget to use this app. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think like someone like my parents' age, maybe a bit older, mm. they would be more worried and they're constantly thinking, oh, you know, oh, we've got to check the app and log in. And, you know, they'd be more regimented about uh -huh. it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's the young people you need to watch out for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I lost my, my you know, smartphone in Roppongi. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't use the app. That's it, yeah. Then they'll just be like, yeah, sorry, uh, no, no, nothing I can do about it, right? Hey, dude, you know, can you get me a new phone? <laughs> <laughs> a government-sanctioned phone. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably one shortcoming. Maybe they could also have to, like, they have to register, like, where they're going to be staying, right? Maybe it's more of a burden for the, the hotel or whatever, mm. the hostel, but maybe they can also be partly responsible for the guests. Mm, and eventually. Maybe yeah. every day they have to say, like, oh, you know, just to double check, you know, did mm. you register your mm. app? Or mm. That's something the government will be requiring, you mm. know, quite realistically. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And I think you know this, but the company I'm running in Japan uh, was preparing to launch a tour business this April, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's basically a web platform where tours can reserve uh, various fun activities in Japan, mm. uh, such as like making sushi, you know, practicing sumo, um, you know, using real samurai sword to mm. cut objects and stuff. And, uh, you know, then Corona came and I basically had to postpone the launch of the service. Mm. So um, I actually appreciate that the government is kind of showing the clear uh, timeline, yeah. at least, you know, the target uh, moving forward. Then I can plan and prepare things again ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for someone like yourself, right, in the tourism industry, uh, which has just come to a standstill, right? There is no tourism in Japan at the moment, mm. except for like domestic tourism. Yeah, yeah. No, in, no which, real like international tourism. That's right? it. And I think like it's the, it's the international tourists that bring the big money, whichever country you go to. But when I go abroad, I always lose sense of like how much things cost because it's yeah. a different currency, right? Yeah. And you think, like, oh, you know, I'm on holiday. I'm just going to spend loads of money. You go a bit mm. crazy, right? So- mm. I'd imagine like as a business owner, especially for things like souvenir shops and that kind of stuff, maybe yeah, for restaurants yeah. in like more uh, touristy areas, mm. they probably notice a big difference in the way that Japanese people spend money compared mm. to how, you know, foreign tourists spend mm. money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners outside Japan, I'm looking forward to seeing many of you guys visiting Japan and really hope this uh, Corona situation worldwide will be better soon. Exactly. Just make sure you check your apps. We don't need another lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so for our second story this week, we've got some more travel-related news. East Japan Railway Company has unveiled a special new rail pass for international residents that will be available from October 16th. It will allow passengers to thoroughly explore the Tohoku and Kanto regions. All international residents, regardless of visa status, who have a passport issued from another country, are eligible to receive the pass. It will be available until February 28th, 2021, and will allow for unlimited train rides for three consecutive days. This includes bullet trains, JR East lines, and local lines. Available bullet train lines will be those bound for Tohoku, Yamagata, Akita, Joetsu, and Hokuriku. This is a specially made pass to cater for expats in Japan who cannot travel internationally. Sales will begin on October 16th, and the price will be 12,000 yen for adults and 6,000 yen for children. For this one-time rate, it will be possible to travel from Honshu's northernmost prefecture, Aomori, all the way down to the Shizuoka prefecture, south of Tokyo. Seems like some good news for, for Gaijin this week, mm. Yasu. Yeah, it sounds kind of a cool idea, but mm. uh, how's the reaction from international residents so far? 
I think so far, yeah. People have been pretty pleased with it, you know? Hmm. Um, I mean, there was like a positive reaction for like the go-to campaign in terms of like the, uh, you know, the financial aspect of it. Hmm. Maybe not so much for the, like the spreading of Corona, <laughs> hmm. but people were really in favor of, you know, being able to travel for cheaper, right? Right. You know, like we've talked about with their discount phone prices last week, right? Hmm. Who, does, who doesn't love to save money? <laughs> Just every, everybody likes to save money, right? Sure. So yeah, I mean, overall, it's a great deal, I think. Hmm. Well, like, I wasn't too sure, like, <laughs> to be honest, like, how good of a deal uh, mm. this is as a Japanese, because I-, I don't know if you know, but it costs about $100 to get, to, or a bit less than $100 to uh, go to Sendai from Tokyo. Mm. So it means, like, uh, for two ways, it costs about $200. Mm. And the price of this special ticket is about 12,000 yen, mm. uh, should be a bit less than uh, $120. So, of course, uh, it's cheaper, but not as dramatic as initially thought. You know, it's about like 40% like discount. Like assuming you go, uh, you visit Sendai and come back to Tokyo. Well, it's quite a big, that's like half price. Mm. I mean, for like these rail passes are never like massive discounts. Like you just said, right? You only have to take two trains for, to already save, uh, you know, basically like make, get double value mm. out of the pass, right? Mm. But for three days, if you left in the morning and went to like Sendai, for example, stayed overnight, and then you went to Aomori the next day, and the next day you went to like Niigata and then came back to Tokyo in the evening, mm. you know, it's a bit of a rush, right? But mm. you could technically hear like four trains. So yeah, e- even if you only went to Sendai on its own and stayed there for three days, the whole time you're there, you can use the buses and the, the trains, you know? And oh, included, including yeah, buses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. It depends on the, um, the operator of the bus. But a lot of these travel passes, they do include like usually all local transports. Mm. So I think for the most part, yeah, you're going to be getting a lot of travel for the price, which is you know, it's good. Mm. One like constraint uh, I felt is that uh, it's only, you know, valid for three days, mm. you know, and I'm not sure like if you've ever like actually traveled Tohoku. No, actually. No, right. I mean, Tohoku is really big. Mm. You know, I, I used to live in Sendai for mm. a short period of time. And I've traveled to Iwate, uh, Yamagata. Mm. I've never been to Akita and Naomori, but uh, it's real, really big. Yeah, yeah. And to like spend only like three days uh, to travel around Tohoku is not like quite realistic, mm. I would say. Like it means that like you can only spend like two nights there. Yeah, yeah. But I imagine like if you are to like visit multiple prefectures in Tohoku, mm. such as like, uh, you know, Sendai, uh, technically it's in Miyagi prefecture mm. and Yamagata. And as you mentioned, like Aomori, mm. Aomori is like really far. Mm. So, well, two nights is definitely not enough. Yeah. You'd at least want to spend like one night in each like prefecture or city. Yeah, like I thought it could have been a lot better mm. uh, if it's valid for a bit longer days, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it was a bit longer, but it was just a bit more expensive, that would be totally mm. fine by me. There's a lot of these like national holidays in Japan that usually land on like a Monday, right? Mm. So you do end up with quite a lot of like three day weekends throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I quite enjoy going on these like little quick like city breaks, you know? Um, I haven't been on for a while for obvious reasons, but maybe like last year... Around this time last year, actually, I went to Nikko, mm. um, took my wife there for like two days. And that was, yeah, more than enough, right? Nikko is not a huge place, right? So you go there, we see the waterfalls, you know, went to like a nice ryokan, 
had some good onsen. And, you know, that's pretty much like you've seen Nico and the enemy came back. Mm-hmm. But, but that, was, that was enough time for me to feel relaxed. And, mm. you know, it wasn't like a full vacation, but it just helped me like, you know, unwind a little bit. So, yeah, if I could just take like a three-day trip to a- any one of those prefectures, mm. it would be, yeah, it would be nice, yeah. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, to any one of those uh, prefectures in Tohoku, mm. yeah, that'll be, that'll be a nice trip. So for any foreigners living in Japan currently uh, that are listening to this show, if you go on to uh, eastjapanrailway.com forward slash pass, you can check out all the details. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy your next trip up north. So on to some social news next. Takafumi Horie, more commonly known as Horemon, due to his resemblance to the Japanese character Doraemon, is a well-known entrepreneur. Horemon has recently come under fire for an incident that occurred last Saturday. On October 3rd, he and some colleagues entered a local gyoza restaurant in Hiroshima Prefecture. At the time, one of his friends was not wearing a mask, and when the owner of the restaurant requested that he wear a mask to receive service, Horiamon took offence. He wrote about the restaurant on social media, saying that people were corona crazy. While the restaurant name was not explicitly stated, it was written in a way that it could be easily guessed. After the post was made, the owner soon issued a notice of closure citing a wave of backlash from Horiamon's many supporters via phone call and a sudden drop in health from both him and his wife as reasons. Since the owner and his wife have fallen ill, many online are finding Horiamon's abuse of status hypocritical, as he himself requires masks at his public events. So yeah, probably one of the most well-known entrepreneurs in Japan, right? Mm. Horiamon. Um, this is quite a big topic talked about on social media. Yeah, it was uh, for the past uh, one week, and mm-hmm. it still is. You know, there there's still a lot of uh, online uh, discussions going on, mm. and yeah, uh, just a side info. But yeah, Horiyamon has always been one of the most like iconic entrepreneurs in Japan mm. uh, for I would say like for the last like fifteen to twenty years or so, and overall, like I I liked him in general. Uh, he's got quite a radical, eccentric character. Mm. And he always says things that are uh, different than what's considered normal in Japan. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought that it's almost like a necessary evil, mm. um, you know, for the Japanese society to change. Because, you know, um, good or bad, many Japanese people have like very similar opinions mm. and it's not considered uh ideal to express your like own thoughts mm. especially that are different from the norm sure you know? yeah but yeah this incident is just appalling you know mm. and he didn't even apologize for it you know of course he himself uh didn't make any phone calls Mm. But uh, he could easily imagine that uh, some of his silly followers, he has millions of followers. Mm. So, yeah, if he disclosed the info, then, you know, he could imagine that uh, some of them would, you know, make phone calls or, you know, kind of like put the, the restaurant like under fire. Yeah, that does surprise me. I mean, we've talked about kind of how brutal Japanese Twitter can be sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... To actually phone the restaurant and, I don't know, nobody knows what was said, but obviously it's forced the man to close his restaurant mm. um, in an already, like, difficult time, right? Mm. He's probably already experiencing a lot of reduced customers. Absolutely, yeah. So, but now he just feels like he can't even open the door mm. because, yeah, these people. Um, from such a, you know, such a simple request as to, you know, please wear a mask 
Yeah, so allegedly, like Koryemon, uh, upon entering the restaurant, uh, so one, one of his friends wasn't wearing the mask and then refused to enter. So he was asking the owner a question. Oh, okay, so do we need to be like wearing the mask all the time in the restaurant, right, except yeah. for the time when we're eating? Mm. But I think the problem was that uh, the way he was asking the owner could be a bit arrogant. Sure, okay. And also kind of like uh, pressurizing the owner. Like, wasn't mm. like simply asking a, a question. Yeah, yeah. So the owner uh, eventually told him, oh, okay, so, you know, just please don't come, mm. you know. And from a fair standpoint, I think owner, restaurant owners also have rights to refuse the the customer of you know they when, do, when yeah. they they feel it's not appropriate right yeah any shop for that matter exactly mm. yeah but uh as we discussed a few times in our shows like some japanese customers think they are goths mm. you know they they some of them still like believe customers are goths mm. and they really do act like mm. small goths <laughs> <laughs> And I think this is just a bad example of such way of thinking. Mm. I think, yeah, what you just mentioned, but also combined with the fact that Hodiamon is such a public figure, yeah. an entrepreneur, he's very, very rich, right? So he's probably not used to people telling him he can't do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, especially just by like some guy who owns like, you know, a local gyoza restaurant. It's not some like fancy like Michelin star Mm. Full of celebrities, right? It sounds mm. like just some local place, you know. Mm. I'm sure the goes is very good, you know. Usually mm. these local places have the best food. <laughs> um, but maybe Horoyaman, that was like an insult, you know. It's like, who are you? Don't I think me, so. You know? Yeah, I think that's uh, what was going on in, in his head. Yeah. And he felt like um, he was offended. Mm. From what I understand, the restaurant is not uh, shut permanently. Mm. So, yeah, I do hope that uh, people stop, you know, kind of like making phone calls to the restaurant like mm. unnecessarily. And, yeah, they can go back to uh, business as normal. I hope so, yeah. Maybe next time you're home in Hiroshima, you can go check out their gyoza. Yeah. Show, show them some support. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Onomichi is not the central part of uh, Hiroshima. Oh, okay. So I don't think I've ever uh, visited this area. Mm. Even though, you know, Hiroshima is my hometown. Sure, but sure. Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, sometime maybe. in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I will get a chance. Okay, so on to our final story and random news of the week. Due to a recent glitch in the ordering system of the family restaurant chain Gusto, Customers were able to place orders for extremely low prices. Orders at Gusto are placed by the customer on a touchscreen pad. The affected menu item was limited to the mini green onion tuna rice bowl, which usually sells for 449 yen plus tax. On the screen, if customers repeatedly push the small rice portion button, the price would be lowered by 20 yen each time. Using this method, it could be reduced down to a mere 10 yen. Information about the bug in the system was leaked onto Twitter and spread quickly. Many users were fast to brag that they had successfully tried it out. Others pointed out that even without trying to cheat the system, there could be people who are accidentally pushing the button twice and receiving extra discounts. The following day, a representative of the company made an announcement that the bug had been fixed. So yeah, who doesn't love discounts, yes? 
<laughs> this is quite funny, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you remember, like, we went to Gusto in Roppongi after the recording last week. Mm. I wish we noticed it, you know, mm. like when we visit last week. True, because, yeah. Um, you know, it'll be funny to see a nice, like, fish bowl for 10 yen. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> or, I mean, it's actually like uh, less than 10 cents, right? Mm, yeah, 10 yen mm. is, is very cheap. Mm. Um, I mean, that's usually like the, the smallest coin that you want to carry in your pocket, right? Right, right. Like one and five yen is just too small. Kind mm-hmm. of useless, right? Mm-hmm. So 10 yen is usually like the smallest. Like a borderline. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You very rarely get to use them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously a glitch that's been fixed now. But th- this kind of thing happens all the time with automated systems, right? Really? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never seen it in restaurants, but probably the most famous example I can imagine is like on Amazon. Sometimes things get listed for the wrong price. Mm. Um, I've seen this happen with like cameras before, something, you know, like a $2,000 camera. Mm. It gets listed for like $2 because mm. someone forgot to put enough zeros on. Mm. And then like, you know, there's always millions of people looking at that website all the time, right? Mm. So someone just sees it and thinks like, oh, goddamn, you know, that, that $2,000 camera is $2. They'll just order it. <laughs> and sometimes they actually get delivered oh. you know, and it comes through. Wow. Um, usually like they catch it before they send out the order and they just cancel it and then apologize to the customer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely not the first time something like this has happened. But I think so, because uh, this is more like unnoticeable. Mm. You know, usually you don't press the rest rice uh, option like multiple times, mm. you know. So I'm not sure like how someone like discovered this uh, glitch in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost like uh, you get those like hidden cheats in like a video uh-huh, game. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. if you click on a very specific part of the screen uh-huh. and it makes, you know, gives you infinite lives or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's almost like a game, you know, because the original price of this fishbowl, like including the tax was about like 480 mm. or something or, or 70. Yeah, so... Uh, every time you place the less rice option, then uh, it gives you like 20 yen discount. Mm. So you press it like 23 times to make it 10 yen. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? When you like imagine like that, that'll happen on the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only way that I can think this would happen is there's only two possible scenarios. One is that like someone just pressed it and they, th- you know, because sometimes those touch mm. screens don't register mm. the clicks. By, by accident. Yeah. So he thought maybe he hits it with like, because well, usually, like, you have to press it with the skin. Mm. He, if you hit it with your nail, it doesn't mm, register. Mm, mm. So maybe he hits it kind of with half skin, half nail, and mm. he thought, like, oh, maybe that didn't register. He pressed it again, mm. but then obviously he did it twice. Mm-hmm. Or someone was like, oh, I want less rice. So they pressed the button, <laughs> and then they think, I want even less rice. Even less rice. <laughs> <laughs> they pressed it. <laughs> but not, like, 23 times less, yeah. right? <laughs> but maybe they know it's like, oh, it's gone down by 40 yen. Maybe uh, one yeah. more time, you know? Uh-huh. But at that point, it's like, are they just removing like one grain of rice per, uh-huh. <laughs> per uh-huh. drop, you know? <laughs> we never know. Because the bowl's not that big, right? So uh-huh. if you go for like, yeah, the reduced price option, mm. uh, most lunch kind of, uh, you know, lunch menus, they have this reduced rice option. Mm. But the point is that like uh, Gusto and, you know, Jonathan, mm. like they're the, they belong to the same company. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I actually find them quite like honest. And like kind of generous in a way, mm. because if you go to a random restaurant and ask for less rice, then you'll never get a discount, right? Mm. Almost never. Yeah, yeah. But they give you twenty yen discount for slightly less rice. Like oh, I, yeah, I just find yeah. it a bit quite like transparent. Yeah, you know? true. They do that uh, Otoya as well. Do they? Yeah, yeah. It's 20, 
20 yen less. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. Some, some restaurants don't. Mm. Um, they just keep the rice for themselves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes, you know, like, I usually find like with like Don Booty or something like that, it's mm. just too much rice. Yeah. You know, because they want to like give you less fish because it's pretty expensive, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll just like, they'll have a massive bowl of rice, but they just cover the top in fish. So you can't see how much rice is mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. So um, not in Japan, actually, but a lot of European countries, maybe America, but I'm not sure. Uh, in, in McDonald's, they have these like massive like, touchscreen panels mm. when you walk in and you basically just walk up to one and just order your food. And then, um, yeah, just, it gets ordered just as, the same way it'd be at the counter. Mm. But, you know, you can kind of customize your burger in McDonald's. So you can ask for like extra cheese, extra patty or whatever. But someone actually went the opposite way and they, re- they took off like everything <laughs> just to see like if it would work. And basically they ordered it and went like, they got the order, they opened the box. It was just like a bun. Oh, just wow. a bun. <laughs> they took off the patty, the cheese, the lettuce, <laughs> like the sauce. <laughs> I wonder like how much it, did it cost? It was almost the same price. The same price? Yeah, oh, wow, it does reduce crazy. a little bit, I think. I can't uh, quite remember, but uh, what I thought was the most funny thing about that story was that like the person who made that in the kitchen, uh, they didn't think, oh, maybe I should just double check with the customer. Uh, Do yeah. they really want to eat just like a bun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure like, you know, this kind of thing will happen, you know, from time to time. Mm. You always get the glitch in the system. True, true. Um, I'm just disappointed that I didn't get 10 yen uh, mini green onion rice bowl. right so that wraps it up for all the news stories this episode now let's jump into the final segment of the show word of the week so as always i'm going to introduce to you a japanese english or wasei eigo which is relevant to the hanko topic and also the horiumon story Mm, okay the word of the week is position talk or position talk. <laughs> Have you heard of this one? What? <laughs> oh, okay. Is this because I got the last one so easy last week? You were just really going to give me a tough one. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> because I just thought like this one is the most like, relevant mm. for the, the topics, uh, topics we got this week. And... I thought you, you may know this one, but I, it's it's good that you don't know. I don't know it. Uh, let's break this down. Okay. Position talk, and it's got something to do with Hanko and Horiumon. Hmm. I would say if it had nothing to do with Hanko, I would guess that it was like when you talk down to somebody based on your position. Hmm. Like, you know, you, you feel like you're above someone because you're a billionaire or you're a business owner or something like that right um it's close mm. uh except that um you don't need to be above like superior than mm. someone so um the example of position talk is that uh for example the hanko industry mm. right uh claiming that hanko is still the most uh, efficient way of confirming one's I- identification right which okay. from the objective standpoint not quite true mm. but you know of course they are the producers of hankos you know they, uh, they need to like protect okay. themselves or their positions so to say right okay that makes a lot of sense actually yeah so it's almost it's almost like lying i guess in a way that benefits you almost <laughs> 
It's um, not necessarily I, I think a lie. Lying is too strong of a word, but bending the truth <laughs> could be or stretching yeah. the truth, maybe stretching or kind of like enlarging the one aspect of the issue uh, to okay. kind of like benefit yourself. Yeah. Okay. You know. Another example from Horiemon is that he runs multiple uh, restaurant businesses in Japan. Mm. And he always says that people are too afraid of Corona. Mm. So he's like, oh, you know, you guys are too afraid. You know, you should like go out and eat outside more, you know, to protect the restaurant businesses. Yeah, yeah. But from the objective standpoint, it's, it's quite debatable, right? Yeah, yeah. But because he owns a position as a restaurant owner, of course, he, he wants more people to eat outside. Yeah. So that's another example of position talk. Oh, okay. So I know it sounds weird as an English word, but I find this one somewhat useful. You know, mm. I, I wish there was one like short phrase in English that could be used uh, the, the same way as position talk. It sounds a little bit like too argumentative for that general Japanese mentality, right? When you tend not to like dispute other people's opinions. So to have a word that's so common to be saying, basically that person's only using that information to bolster their own position. That's uh, yeah, that's quite insightful, I would say. So I see the word position talk used more often online uh, okay. on a platform like Twitter. I see, I see. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> Through anonymity. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> well, that's all for this week in Japan. Whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure that you're subscribed for a new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're also releasing new videos every week on our YouTube channel. So search for you Tokyo and find us there. Okay, everyone. So stay healthy, stay safe. And if you get into a heated debate with someone this week, and you recognize their position talk, then call them out on it and dismantle their argument. (laughs) And uh, be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan.